Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard. Starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai. Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron. Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot. And Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervok Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello! You're listening to We Play RPGs. It's a something podcast about something. I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Abby. I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax. I am Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margo. And this episode is brought to you by my apparent love for strawberry sparkling water. This stuff's really good. Made from the finest sparkles. I know. It Well, so Very instead good. of like regular sparkling water that's flavored, instead of it sounding like it yelled at a strawberry one time, it's it tastes more like it, you know, had a full conversation with a strawberry while they were in the same room. Nice. I prefer good. the one where it feels like it serenaded the strawberry myself, but that sounds good. Hey folks, it's Eli here with a quick ad break. This episode was recorded before our sponsor, Metallic Dice Gaming, came along. And uh, I personally bought their gold and purple metal dice, their uh, metal and its gold plating on the edges and numbers with uh, purple enamel in the middle, and I love them. They've uh, got your traditional dice, they've got metal dice, and they even have these stone dice, and uh, I'm about to get me some of that, them amethyst test, test, test. <laughs> amethyst dice myself. Uh, go to metallicdicegames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off anything in the store. Uh, Alright, back to the episode. Well, I believe when we last left off, you guys had entered initiative with a treant. Apparently. <laughs> Mama said there'd be days like these. <laughs> well, Roscoe. It's your turn. Ah, uh, the curse of going first. Okay. Well, I'm going to move up, but I'm going to stay behind Rovarf because Rovarf's a big boy and he can handle himself. This is true. And then I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery and say something lame like, Your bark can't handle my bite. <laughs> Alright. He has to make a, uh, a what kind of save? DC 15. DC wisdom. 15 Wisdom. It'll be six psychic if they don't get it. The treant got a 17. Well, good for it. Lottie frickin' da. <laughs> All right. It is now the treant's turn. And the treant will uh, squeeze into this space right here. And hit... Oh, Actually, what kind of range does it... It will try and hit Roscoe. We have a different definition of good. <laughs> it has a 10-foot reach. Does a 16 hit your AC? Not anymore. How about a- another 16? 
that 16 also misses. So, Roscoe, <laughs> Rovarth, you are horrified as this treant just reaches over you and tries mm-hmm. to smash Roscoe twice, who kind of mm-hmm. moves out of the way. To which I'm relieved. Yep. And it is now Margot's turn. Alright. Margot is, as per usual, she's going to use her sword. Does she have dueling for the brilliant energy um, one? She should. I don't see it. I see dueling Ironwood, but not the Let other. Let see. No. Hmm. Forgot about that. Alright. Well, we'll get to it eventually. Okay, so I'll just do... Should I just... I'll do, uh... Yeah, just remember to add plus two. Okay, alright. So, she is gonna... 27? No, you you don't add plus two to hit. You add plus two to your damage. 25, then. Yeah. Uh, Okay, 25, and then 11. 11 damage, so that'll be five damage. Yeah. So I imagine she just runs up and kind of, like, takes her sword and just stabs it into it. Yeah. Yeah. And you you stab it into it, one of its root legs, and it doesn't seem to really notice that much. Oh, for her second attack, she got a 12. Yeah, a 12 doesn't get through its thick bark. So, I can I can I challenge it even after I've done all that or no? Challenging is I a prefer- bonus action. Okay, well she's gonna have to make a wisdom save of DC fourteen. All right, it got a thirteen. Okay. Do you want to cool. explain to the audience what that does? The target of your challenge cannot willingly move more than thirty feet from you. It has disadvantage on attack rolls against any target other than you. This effect lasts one minute or until you attack or cast a spell on another target. Or if the target or other than you damages the target. Anything else Margo would like to do? I don't... Is there anything else she can do or is that... I don't think there is. I don't think there's any other actions she can take. Okay. Awesome. Then it is Flint's turn. Oh boy. So I kind of want to cast Firebolt at it. Kill it with fire. But first, I'm going to move up. 18? That hits. Cool, 12 fire damage. Alright, that actually hurts a whole fucking lot. I mean, you can't really tell because it has a lot of hit points, but that did hurt a lot. Thanks, I hate it. Anything else you'd like uh, to do? No, but uh, also remember, I have lasting damage, so it's if it wants to, it's still on fire. Okay. Technically, can't. He has to make a action or something to unfire itself. Well, that may or may not matter because I just read something about a spell that I have that's honestly super terrifying. I'm gonna cast blight on it. Holy fuck. What? Yeah, and here's the thing. It's a I believe it's a plant monster, which means it has disadvantage on the saving throw and it does max damage. Mm-hmm. So it has to make a DC 14 constitution saving throw. Well, it got an 11. So Ooh. it fails. So it actually no, it doesn't take 42 damage. It takes whatever 8 times 8 is damage. <gasps> That'll be 64. Oh god. oh god. As I reach out with my new sword, 
which I haven't named yet, the Dragon Slaying Sword, and I just say, I don't want to fight you right now. Just die already. <laughs> Black uh, energy emanates. Okay. Well, it was going to try and hit Flint. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to try and hit you. Mm-hmm. This so its first attack at disadvantage because it's failed its wisdom save. 16 to hit? No. Just keeps rolling sixes. <laughs> there we go. 20 to hit. Yes. That'll be 15 bludgeoning damage. Okay. <laughs> That's all the tree can do. Oh yeah, it takes six damage. Because it's still on fire. Your turn, Margo. Well, she is going to stab it again, since it's still challenged. 27? That hits. Alright, and then 13 damage. 6. She got 19? Yeah, yeah, that that does it. Alright, and 11 damage. Alright. Actually, does the challenge mean she get an extra... No. I mean, you can do other stuff, you just chose not to. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you're chop Um, the tree, you're below the belt, all those abilities have to do with your challenge. So you have to do that first, though, right? Before you go doing your actions. You have to announce that you're doing that, so that Mm -hmm. I know. So like this turn, you don't, but next turn you might. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, that's all for that turn. All right, Roscoe, I accidentally skipped you, so it's your turn. It's all good. These things happen. All I'm going to do is I'm going to cast True Strike so I can have advantage my next attack. All right. Then it is Flint's turn. I'm going to cast Firebolt again, because that worked. It does appear to be vulnerable to fire. That's an eight, honey. I got very freaked out by Roborth's attack. Well, you accidentally shoot the fire. And as we know, you can't be more on fire. So that doesn't hit. Anything else? Hmm, not really. Okay. Roborth, it's your turn. Well, I'm interested in keeping at least one spell for other things, so Eldritch Blast. Remember, you're at disadvantage because it's in melee with you. Oh. Yeah, it's a thing. Alright, I'll stab it then. You mean slash it? Sure. Uh, no, stab. You mean miss it? <laughs> Thought you were going to use your new fancy sword. Well, I meant to, but it, I, I missed anyway. I rolled a nine. <laughs> that does miss. Roscoe, it's your turn again. Yay, me. I'm going to move up. Move up where? You can't. So that's a wall. Oh, that's a. Oh, that's a wall. My yeah. apologies. Okay, we got to figure out. Maybe I'm out. not moving up then. Okay, maybe I'm not moving up to attack then. Just with the way the screen was, I couldn't fully tell what that was. I Although, don't know now. as a halfling, you could technically move over here. Because as a halfling, you can move through its square. All right, I will do that then. And then I will attack with advantage. Uh, why do you have advantage? I did true strike. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. 15? A 15 does not hit. Alright. That's my turn. 
It is now the Treant's turn. Who will take six damage from the fire. But it is far too enraged to do anything about it. So it will make a slam attack against Flint. Oh no. Well, okay. The good news is that because of disadvantage, they didn't get a crit. I don't like that. Does a 29 hit your AC? What the fuck? Yes. That's 20 bludgeoning damage. Ow! And then it will try and slam Robarth. Wait, I have a reaction, or do I need to wait for that? You can use your reaction, yeah. Hellish rebuke. (laughs) All right. Show me what that means. It reaction tieflings have... It didn't do it right. DC uh, 14, 14 dexterity. It did it right. Because it has to make a dexterity save or it takes damage. It succeeded. Damn. Now, click the little I next to your spell and tell me whether it takes half damage from a failed check. It takes half damage. Yeah, I uh, it hits me and I point my finger at it and it like and I kind of yell something and and it's surrounded by hellish flames and I have to make a dexterity save. All right, well it it made the save, but it still takes twelve damage. Hooray! It is oh right, and then it hits, tries to hit uh, Rovarth. Let us see. Does a twenty four hit your AC? Oh yes. Then that'll be eighteen bludgeoning damage. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> well, if it helps, a treant is a challenge rating nine monster. Well, I'm glad I tried to blight it first. <laughs> you fucking wrecked this thing. Holy shit, blight is an awful spell. Why do I? That's why I have it. But now it's Margo's turn. Alright. So, I definitely want to use one of the other ones, but how do I do that? Do I just say that that's what I want to do from the jump? I don't know what you're trying to do. Using chop the tree or um, like low blow. If you hit, you say that you do that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So so I could just roll like brilliant energy or something like that and then? Yeah, that's what if you hit means. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Alright, so 14? No. Dink it. So she would use on this one. She'll use low blow if. Uh, okay, I mean you can make that decision when you, if you hit. Uh, when you hit. Okay. Yeah, you just have to tell me when you hit whether or not you do one of those things. Well, this this one definitely hits twenty five. Well, you don't get the chance to use low blow because it had two hit points left. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, Margot, after Rovarth reached out and sent this sickly black-green energy at the, uh, the treant, and then, you know, and, that, and when it hit, the treant kind of shriveled up a little bit, and the, a lot of its leaves turned brown and fell out, and then Flint set it on fire. <laughs> so what you actually do is you stab your gladius in, rip off a chunk of bark and start and flip the gladius upside down and just start stabbing inward and like crawling inside of it until you burst out of its chest and it falls to the ground. 
That's amazing. <laughs> like an alien moment. So you guys have solved my treant puzzle. What are you, what are you doing? I wouldn't call that a puzzle. <laughs> I think we should ex- like kind of wander around the room, make sure there's not like you know. I think some of y'all should heal yourself or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Obarf and Flint, you two are badly beaten. Um, let's see. Don't you have like potions and stuff like that, Flint? It does. If you can potion yourself, I can heal Rovarf. That way I don't have to burn two healing spells. Well, I I also cast Fiendish Vigor on myself as a as an invocation thing, so you see the same sort of shimmering energy as my Eldritch Blast sort of begin to coat me. Give me a little bit, not much. Gives me seven temporary hit points. I healed nine. What the hell? Well, that's... Not a healing potion, that's your spell, Cure Wounds. Oh yeah, shoot. Can I switch back and do a healing potion? Mm-hmm. A healing potion is... Rovarf. Okay. A healing potion is 2d4 plus 2. So that's in total for healing. I mean, you guys can also just take an hour and catch your breath. Sounds good. That would be nice. I'm just I'm just so used to not really having a chance to take a breath. <laughs> Normally in a dungeon, you don't. Well, I mean, if Margo wants to post up at the south entrance, I'll post up at the north. Well, and then, uh, what you can see, Rovarth, is that mm-hmm. your little area here, mm-hmm. is in, it only has this one ten-foot wide entrance. All right, well, in that case... I didn't mean there. I meant I meant if you guys want if you guys want to rest where the tree was, I'll that'll okay. work. Okay. So one hour rest that that's a short rest, right? Yes. Okay. Just just because you two are badly beat, I'm doing my song of rest. That means if you want to, you can spend one or more hit die to gain regain an extra one d six hit point. Flint's hit die is a d eight, Abby. Also. If you just look on your character sheet where it says hit dice, it'll roll it and automatically add your constitution. Oh, well, that's good to know. Oh, so I get six. If you're only spending the one hit die, then yes, you get six back. Finished healing up? Yeah. Okay. So, you guys know of a east and west exit from this circular room but because of the uh, shape of this ring of book you know these bookcase rings uh you don't know what the northern end of this room looks like i'm going to find out okay is, is anybody coming with me because yeah, i don't want to go coming. further <laughs> Yeah, I'm going with Rovar. No, no one wonder. wanders alone in this and place. Exactly. Ashley, because you clearly misunderstood. That's I a wall. <laughs> and uh, actually, Rovarth, where you're going is also an enclosed space. I didn't know that. I wanted to figure out what was at the end there. Yeah. So I just no, walked it's, around it's, the ring. It's Yeah, it's a ring of a bookcase. I walk around the ring and then we get back out to here. Okay. Are you going east or west along this outward wall? East. Okay. Is that cool? Sure. 
Sure. This has been made. These are going in this direction. Oh. Got my directions confused. And keep going. Flint, don't forget to keep up. I'm working on it. Right. Ooh, an armor stand of some sort. Let's go in the corridor. So, and if anybody's having trouble moving, like swinging their token around or something, that's because the walls block your movement. You can't move through them. But you get to this uh, hallway here, and you see a rack of shields and swords, and there's another one of those uh, light rings on the floor. And this short 15-foot-long, 10-foot-wide hallway leads to a room that has a semicircle on its eastern wall where there is a desk that lines the entire... stone desk that lines the entire wall. Jason, why do you keep moving into Margo? Margo's gonna beat you up. (laughs) Just hitting buttons. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You otter know better. Yep. Do you guys enter... This room? I think it would be a. I mean, yes. Okay. Let's look at the circle first to be sure, that, sure there's no, like, weird colored runes or something well, like that. First, is there anything in this armor stand thingy? Make an investigation check. Does this count as treasure? Um, yes. I'm going to ask that every time because <laughs> I, I need to know. It's pertinent. I would say technically, yes. I'm going to investigate it. Got a 17. Uh, one momento. I got a 17 too. Okay. Both of you actually see among these swords is an ore. Like um, a robo ore? Yeah. And it, so it seems like it's just carved out of maybe oak or maple. And if any of our listeners like actually know what that shit looks like, don't fucking at me. <laughs> well, technically, you know, know fucking. But it just looks old. Does it look That's... sturdy enough that I could beat someone with it? Oh, definitely. Oh, cool. I mean, if Margo's not going to take it, Rovarth is just because he's dumbfounded as to why such an item would be here. Okay. Uh, make a wisdom uh, save for me real quick. I was going to say, you can take it because she's short, so. Ah, this is bad. <laughs> not at advantage. Uh, wisdom. That's a 20. Okay. Nice. It tries to take you over, but it does fail. However, you hear this voice in your head, and it says, So many moments of pain. Use me. Go back. Make things better. Save Sven. Save Marcus. Save Brienne. Save everyone at the Raven's Roost outpost. I can give uh, you that power. Fuck. Nobody else hears this, by the way. Yeah, it is whispering inside of his head. Yeah. Because I succeeded the saving throw, I'm going to say maybe later 
and I and I put it in the bag of holding. Okay. Why would you put it back there if it's carved? Like, no, put it back. Be- because it's so tempting. <laughs> Once the task at hand is complete, then. I don't see how they. As a player, I don't see how that sends well, but as a character, like, I don't know shit. Look, Rovarth would, focusing on the task at hand, put it back in the bag of holding and think about its promise and make a decision at a later date. All right. Well, in this room here, you can see a door to the north and a door to the south. And Rovarth, and actually probably Flint and Margot too, you can see that there is a... uh, a northern hallway to that large circular room as well. Yeah, I can see it a little bit, but... I can see part of it. We said we were going east, so we're going east. Okay. Let's go. We can't keep second-guessing ourselves. (laughs) I want to check this desk out as well. Okay. See if there's any, like, compartments or notes or anything important. Okay, make an investigation. And this will just be normal because I'm not really looking for treasure. I'm just looking for information. Fifteen. Fortunately, it's not interested in books. No, I mean there's a lot of neat books, but doesn't seem to be anything of use. Nothing pertinent to what I'd be yeah. interested in. Actually, un momento again. There we if go. there's ever a shiny book, she might be interested in that, but that's literally it. So you open up one of the books and kind of flip through it, and it it has. This, like, compass rose, like a nautical compass rose embossed on the cover. And you flip through the book and you get to a page and water starts rushing out. Book. Well, before you can close the book, one of my favorite things of all time happens. Jesus Christ. Oh. Oh my. Giant octopus! I knew it! I knew that was gonna happen. Hold on, I'm waiting for the token to show up on the map. Oh my god! That's amazing. <laughs> it shoots out of the book and just like plops on the ground right here. Roll initiative. Does it make that? At, it's oh, at yeah. this moment that Rovarth remembers this is a housing for dangerous artifacts and we shouldn't be touching things. <laughs> Does it make that smacking sound when it hits the ground? Oh yeah, no. It it sounds like if you got a leather purse soaking wet and threw it at the ground. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I hate how I can perfectly understand that noise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, because of rolls, Rovarth goes first. I don't have any peaceful options here, so Eldritch Blast. <laughs> okay. Um. 23 to hit for 9 damage. That hurts. And, uh, because I can do two of these. No, it's a nine. Yeah, the, the, the second one, the first one hits, and, um, it, it kind of sounds like punching a wet sandwich. But the second one goes wild. I, I imagine it does the thing that the, like, that octopi do, where it just, like, shrinks down smaller. A little bit, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's a huge, it's a giant octopus, so smaller yeah. just means bigger than Roscoe. Anything else you'd like to do? I'm going to, because I remembered it's a thing, take the dodge action. That uh, makes sense. Well, this very confused and scared animal will attack Roscoe. 
Um, it's a fair cop. Holy crap. Does a 22 hit Roscoe? I want to say no, <laughs> but yes. That is 10 bludgeoning damage, and you are now restrained as it starts wrapping its tentacles around you. Rude. I don't like that. Extremely rude. Oh boy. Roscoe! I'm slightly terrified. That's um, fair. It does have a really big beak. Yep, I'm gonna hack at the tentacles that are wrapping around me. Actually, I think octopuses have teeth. Not they do. beaks. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say, Roscoe? I'm hack I'm hacking at the um tentacles that are trying to wrap around me. <laughs> that makes sense. I believe you have disadvantage because you are restrained. I understand, but I figure it's a panic reaction. That checks out. And it makes sense as a panic reaction because he only got a six. <clears throat> yeah, that does make sense. Marco. Alright, she's gonna challenge this thing off the bat. You know what? This thing has a higher wisdom than I was prepared for. Are you serious? Its wisdom uh, is ten. Oh well, it has to make a. Well, I mean, oh, I can't, I can't challenge it if it's a certain wisdom. Creatures with an right? intelligence of intelligence of less than three. Its intelligence is four. Oh, okay. So I, I can challenge it. Yeah, you can challenge it. Okay, because it has to make a wisdom saving throw of DC fourteen. I, I know. I was saying that. I wasn't prepared for it to have wisdom score of ten, but I it know. only it only rolled a five. Okay, cool. So it's challenged, and I'm gonna try and patch Roscoe out. Thirteen. Thirteen hits. Okay, perfect. So damage ten. Ten force damage. Oh well, I'll do that. Anyway. You do have two attacks. All right, so you got a twenty-six. I'm going to give and that one to you. Yeah. Sweet. So she's also going to use... Um, so kind. Yeah, she's so kind. Can I use Chop the Tree? Or no? No, that's tripping it. Low Blow. Okay. And Why don't the, you tell us what Low Blow does? The damage. Isn't that kind of like Low Blow? I don't know. Read it. <laughs> you tell no me. Trick is... <laughs> yeah. No trick is too dishonorable for you, not even a kick to the unmentionables. To instead force the creature to make a constitution saving throw against your challenge. Or be stunned until its next turn. So, I guess it has to make a constitution saving throw? And you don't deal damage with that attack. Don't deal damage with the Did one I just made? Yeah, because that's how low blow works. That's what you just said. In lieu of doing damage, you choose to stun it. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you want to? Okay. That's what you want to do. And your challenge save DC is 14, right? Yes. It got a four. Oh, sweet. So So it's prone. You. No. (laughs) Never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I thought I was. You stunned (laughs) it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you um let's see. That's beautiful. So Margot, you you hit it 
you know, you stab into it with your sword, and then at this right after you pull the sword out, you just punch it right in the eye. <laughs> it doesn't know how to handle that. I mean, true. I'm really tiny, so it's probably like, what the fuck is this thing? That <laughs> is my snack fighting back. <laughs> Well, it's less of a snack thing and more of a, I don't know where I am! <laughs> Flint, it's your turn. Also, because it's stunned, you have advantage on any attack roll you take against it. Hmm. I don't want to, like, hit it with lightning or something, or, like, thunder wave, because I'm afraid I'm going to hit Roscoe, too. So well, I'm going to... you would definitely hit either Margot or Roscoe, because they're right in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to just <laughs> throw that hand axe at it. Okay. Damn. One. Oh yeah, no, a 21 definitely hits. And that's only one damage. What the fuck? What the fuck, die? <laughs> I mean, one damage hits it. It's just funny because Flint has I a... Use a... I'm sorry? Oh yeah, then I use a bonus action to call it right because it's a uh <coughs> a returning axe yeah no it's funny because your strength modifier is plus zero hey at least it's not a negative one that's uh, true that is true rovarth rovarth has flint do push-ups he hates it but it's working anybody wants some sushi rovarth wouldn't make that one line roscoe might though 19 to hit for 10 damage <laughs> that hurt real bad did it go squish yet? No. Uh, but okay. do remember, you have advantage because it's still stunned. 25 to hit for 9 damage. Alright. This is hurting it real bad. It's getting beat up. And... and no, I'm not really concerned at this point. Alright. The octopus cannot take actions, but now that its turn is over, it is no longer stunned. Roscoe! I'm still trying to hit it. Go for it. Um, because it was stunned, am I still? Am I no longer at disadvantage? No, because it's no longer stunned. That only lasted till the end of its turn. Nineteen. That hits. Seven slashing. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? Hope it dies soon. <laughs> That's all. I'm- <laughs> Margo. That is very fair. All right. Let's see here. She's twenty-five. Yeah, that does it. Obviously. It's still challenged, right? Yep. No, I guess that means I should have been making saves. Whatever. How much damage? Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking into the chop the tree to see what it but I don't think that's gonna work for it. So I'm just gonna go with the sword. So damage is thirteen. It is dead. Sweet. So how did everybody feel about my octopus trap? Rovarf, good sir. <laughs> It suddenly comes to mind that maybe we shouldn't be interacting with objects in this vault that's designed to house dangerous artifacts. You think? <laughs> you know what the surprising thing is, good sir? I had the lecture prepared for Margot for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he looks at you. He then looks at you and goes, "But seriously, don't touch things." Margot is now. Does only- Roscoe have anything to say about the uh, or? That Rofarth just picked off a table and put in his bag? And the thing you put in your bag, good sir, are you confident that we should be carrying anything? After all, we have been told these are dangerous items. 
do you want me to make a deception check against him? No, I don't. I don't usually truck with rolls against each other like that. But you can just lie to him if you want. Alright. Roarth's going to say, albeit nervously, it's just an oar. You are a companion and a friend. But let me warn you right now, nothing in here is just anything. Oh, god damn it. Alright, fine. You, you've won me over. Because... <sighs> Anyway, Roarth would do this. He, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the ore back out, and I'm gonna ask Flint to identify it. Okay. With, with your I with your that. weird sight thing. No, just so I know time wise, do you take the ten minutes to yeah, cast? Yeah, All right. And also, he's uh, changed it from like a magnifying glass to a pair of uh, goggles. So he pulls out a pair of goggles and just kind of puts them on, just like nice, squint, just kind of like observing it. For, well, when you grab the ore, because it does say in the spell you have to touch the item, I need you to make a uh, wisdom save for me. Uh, give me a second to re-roll that. I forgot I was... I didn't realize I was on... Uh-huh. Oh, honey, oh, that was no. so... Flint, you... You don't no. really notice it, but the rest of you, as much as it... As much as Flint's eyes can... They kind of glaze over. And then, Flint, you begin speaking. And for everyone else, it's Flint's voice, but there's another voice behind it. And Flint says, This is the ferryman's oar. It can move time. It allows you to, to move through the flow of time. I could save Sven. I could save Elric. I could find my parents. At what cost? Make a persuasion check. At advantage, because you're Flint's dad. Uh, okay. Accurate. I, I was about to say, it. don't argue. <laughs> you can be Flint's dad. You can be the best parent ever. <laughs> you can play catch. <laughs> oh, God. 22. Flint, make another wisdom save. That's the reason I hesitated. Because oh, twenty-one, yes. natural twenty-one. As you well. you reject yeah. this presence, but you still hear it whispering in your head to use it, to use it to make the life you've always wanted, to grow up with your mother. Oh man! Don't listen to it promised so many things and I now I know uh, put it back Flint uh, eventually he just kind of puts it back but you notice the entire time his hands are shaking I know and he just doesn't want to he's kind of curled up I imagine that Flint you, you place it back in its place on the table and you take some steps back and slump up against the wall and just kind of I lie down and curl up. Oh, we'll give Flint a hug. Oh, man. He doesn't really, like, you know, kind of, like, grab you back, but he he definitely, like, kind of, like, leads into him. Because I was was fucking close, man. (laughs) If Roscoe didn't do that speech, things would have happened. Yeah, like, Flint, you notice, like, Flint's not crying, but he's definitely shaking. 
And then once it started mentioning, oh, I'm going to mess with time, it's like, well, that doesn't ever work out good. Oh, yeah. No, I had a uh, the outline for a whole fucking adventure on how things go wrong, and you have to, like, come back here and get it again and put things right. Thank you, Roscoe, for preventing that timeline. Roscoe just looks down at Flint, you know, concerned, you know, but just nods and goes, I think as horrible as this is, it's a good lesson reminder to all four of us that everything in here is dangerous and potentially harmful. No matter how Nothing good in it here may is meant seem. for us. Nothing in here is meant for us. Well. It's so tempting, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Huh. Power always can... is tempting. And you can see there's tears welling just very softly at the edges of Robarth's eyes. But let's, uh, voice cracking a little bit. Let's, uh, move on, shall we? Well, you Mario have doesn't a... know how to comfort anyone. <laughs> She's ready to go. <laughs> you have a door to the north and a door to the south. Let's keep going south. Okay. I'm going to delete the cursed war from my items. <laughs> so this... I would be scared if you delete it and it returns. Yeah. You God, no. go through the door and it opens up to a small 15 by 15 kind of library with more books. And I have to make a roll. This is really cool. All right. Dangerous, but cool. And you can see through this hallway leading further south, it opens up into a a 30-foot diameter circular room that doesn't appear to have any exits. Well, if the looters don't seem to be here, then we should go the other direction. Indeed. Just in case we left a booby trap. You know, besides the booby traps that live in this just Rovar step aside so that Margot can go in the room. Yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so anybody that wants to look for traps can look for traps. Before well, let me ask this direction. before you go further in the room. Do we really need to look for traps in a room we have no desire to explore? I got sucked into a time thing in one of these rooms, though. What? Like, you said there's time pockets or whatever. So what if the thieves went into one of the rooms and got trapped in it? We had to follow them. If they find... Okay, so, in character, if they found their way to the planes, then they're, then they're gone. Oh, okay. And I believe she said that they were one way. I believe she said that entities from the other planes can enter this vault, but they cannot leave this vault. Yes. Correct. I'm just, I'm just simply saying, if we have no point... If there's nothing in this room that interests us, there's no point in looking for traps and accidentally setting off a trap we don't have to deal with. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's let's leave. Let's go to the north. Yay! Turn this into a musical one of these days. I'm down. Rovarf the musical. <laughs> it's just me saying regular sentences in a sing-songy voice. Yep. And uh, Oh, wait, there's more north. Yeah, yeah, there's a doorway north. But yeah, before you go any farther, I must make a roll. Oh, that's beautiful. That is exactly what I wanted it to be. This place. You open the door, and a creature walks up. It is about seven feet tall humanoid, but instead of clothing or hair or a beard, it's all chains. It's humanoid, but all chains? It's humanoid, but instead of clothing, it's chains. 
And instead oh. of hair or a beard, it's chains. Some sort of chain golem. No, it, it looks yeah. flesh. Especially because oh. it doesn't have skin. Wait, what? And it, it has solid know. black eyes. And it says, you are not supposed to be here. I mean, we're here. Oh. So we roll initiative? Well, you can, but before any of that, I would like to say, it said that into your head. Oh, I don't like that. It said so that did telepathically. I... Did, to everyone? Did... No, just to Margo and Flint, because you're the only ones that can see right now. Okay. Because okay. There's, a, there's a wall in the way. Yeah. We may not mean any harm. I tried to convince. Make Marcus a persuasion a check. I got a 20. Okay. You say we mean no harm, and it goes... <sighs> Fine. And it just walks away to the other end of the room. What are we supposed to do with that? Can we ask it more questions if they've seen, like, thieves and stuff like that? I don't know. Are you going to? I kind of want to. I'm not going to stop you. Where'd it go? It went around here? Yeah. Just went to the other end of the room. So I'm just going to ask it if it uh, if it's seen anyone other than us. Oh, it did. Nothing? Well, what it says in your mind is, I don't speak common. I understood well, I your friend. It. Well, it's communicating with you telepathically. Okay. It can speak telepathically. It can't read your mind. But it says, I can commune with your friend because he is of similar blood. Oh, interesting. Also, I don't like that. Hey, Flint, can you ask this person questions for me since it can't communicate with me? Can you ask it if it's seen any uh, anyone other than us? Okay. I ask it in Infernal, like, has it seen anyone else recently besides us? It replies to you in, in Infernal. I have no knowledge of the passage of time, but I am bound to this room to protect it from any any who would disturb or steal the artifacts within. To my knowledge, no one has been here for eh, probably a hundred years. But oh my. the vault does change sometimes. I'm here and sometimes I'm not. Or more specifically, sometimes this room is here and sometimes it isn't. Huh. Well, thank you. We'll be moving on. What did it say? Or what did um, they say? I kind of explain on the way out, like, uh, it isn't really aware of the passing of the passing of time, but it hasn't really seen anything for like 100 years or so. Sometimes it's here, sometimes it's Okay. Cool. We're, we're going to go out of that room. Alright, and there's Explain what happened in the room to uh, Rovarth and Roscoe, since in the room, I'm sure they heard a little bit of it, but... Well, I don't think either of them speaks Infernal. As a matter uh, of fact, no. So Okay, so I imagine we're moving on, and Flint is giving that armor rack with the, the ore a wide berth, because no. Yeah, Flint and Rovarth, as you pass, you can hear it faintly whispering. You can't understand it, but you can hear it. Flint walks faster. Passing the object again. Yeah. <laughs> I have half a mind to torch you. 
being lucky that you are in a protected place. Well, Keep moving. I like that you say that to be tough, even though Rovarth would definitely know that he does not have the magic required to destroy oh, an no, artifact it's, like that. It's, it's just to make me feel better. That's <laughs> all it is. So I to guess Margo's right. heading north. Yeah, we're yeah. we're going north. I mean, there's also that hallway to the to the way. True. We'll make it. We'll get there. Right. Are we going to head to the west? To we're going to head to the north. We're going to head to the north because it's right there. That way they can't sneak past us. Mm-hmm. Now, Flint, did you tell them that the Chain Devil said that the rooms change? Yeah, I I told Margo and I was speaking in common, so uh, and we were talking about it as we walked out, so Robarth and uh, Roscoe probably heard, and if not, he'd say, like, okay, so apparently the rooms change here, which is awful. So, are you saying that this entire... Uh, I'm not that smart, never mind. Roscoe is. And frankly, so is Flint. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> if if you as the a player... The rooms are constantly changing. Yeah. I was about to say, if you as a player are having a little bit of difficulty... You can roll intelligence to see if you can sparse out that riddle. No, I, I know what that means. I just, I know that Rovarth isn't that intelligent. <laughs> I was about to say that the entire vault is probably a lot larger than the physical space. I just feel probably like just keeps switching out rooms. So we've got to be prepared that just because we explore somewhere doesn't mean we've explored that place. Yeah. That makes sense yeah. to anyone. Mm-hmm. Are you guys continuing also, to move into the? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, we're moving. It also, I'm just saying, I'm just saying in character. It also means the people we're looking for. They could be, we could be going the right direction, but not the right place. I hate how right you are. All right, you guys come upon this room that is only lit by the light circle in the hallway. Do any of you happen to have the light cantrip? No. I think Flint would have brought torches, though, since Roscoe told us to be prepared. Well, you all have torches, but I was just wondering. Nope. Yeah, I definitely do I wish not. Alright, is Roscoe gonna light a torch? Oh, is it, like, completely dark in this room? Yeah. No, the only oh, light that... is this light Oh, no, I can put on my new goggles. Oh, that's right. And what kind of vision does that give you? Um, it gives me, I think it gives me, I can see 60 feet, I think, with okay. those. Can you my see? My goggles of the night. So if you move right here, you should be able to see most of the room. Yes, no? Yeah, I can see, and it's a nice-sized room. Yeah, no, it is, I actually have it written down, 45 feet across and 30 feet deep. And there are many rows of bookshelves. And you can also see another one of those uh, semicircle desks on the far end across from this uh, display case. I am not going to touch it, but I'm just going to look at this display case. Okay. But no touchy. (laughs) I want to look at it, too. Okay. I mean, are you just looking at what's in there? Yes, because it's so prominently displayed, so I'm just curious. A few amulets and a book. Roscoe like- just shakes Roscoe just shakes his head and goes, There's just so many curiosities here, it's dangerous. 
is Flint exploring that bookshelf a little bit? Yep. Okay. A little bit. He doesn't want to touch it. Well, you don't have to touch anything to make an investigation check. Or a perception check, whichever. Exceptionally pretty about any of those amulets. Oh, yeah. No, they're all gold and with various gems. Got a 10, which was so bad. Okay. You do end up picking one of the books off the shelf. You don't open it. You just kind of hold it in your hand and you put it back. However, when that happens, a different thing happens. Yes. What happened? This place is really... A bunch of the books start flapping off of the shelves into swarms. What? This is like Harry Potter and I just love it. Now, so far, Marco still hasn't activated any bad things. (laughs) I have not. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, it is time for initiative. Good thing that Flint got that book because she was looking at those amulets. Rovarth got an eight. Yeah, Margo got an eight as well. Rough. Eighteen. All right. And the uh, swarms of books got a 17. And now, Roscoe, do you know what's great about you getting an 18? Are we over? We are. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Abigail? Yeah. So I have a Twitter, Instagram, and a TikTok. All are elvenly underscore e. I post art. I yell about things. There's a lot of yelling going on. Also, I post a lot of you know stuff I find funny. So have fun. I have a YouTube channel which is just Adasil space p r i m e e r a s y l space p r i m e, where have various roleplay-related Let's Plays, where I play Cyberpunk 2077, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, the original two games, uh, other things, classic CRPGs, top-down RPGs. It's fun. Go check it out. Hello. As per usual, you can find me at Jarius underscore Jer on Twitter. I post copious amounts of pro wrestling, cute animal pictures, food and costume pics, and some bad jokes. And then I'm on Instagram at Jerry Jerry Quite Contrary. Jerry spelled J-E-R-I. And I post gardening, cooking, costumes, cute animals, various things. No curse objects, though. There would be not a single curse object. Enjoy! I'm Ashley. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram under AmCosplayClean. You should look up haunted dolls online. That's all I have to say. They're pretty hilarious. And I've been your GM, Eli Royal. If you howl at a blood moon, and then when the black goat with the red eyes comes to you, if you answer their questions truthfully, then you will be able to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok at Royal Artist Props. Get out. Fine. Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.